Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. Today, we are dishing out another episode about just five random things. Uh, But first, of course, let's do some catching up. Nicole, what's new? Oh, quite a bit. Um, I I need my notes because it's so much. Oh, my notes haven't updated. Where are my notes? I just did this on a different computer because (laughs) as you recall, Gina, I had I have a a not new to me computer anymore, Uh, but it was uh, I still don't know how to do our podcast for my new computer. I have to. (laughs) I well, you and I are not tech savvy people, so figuring out the tech and the input and the output and the, I I figured I would be able to make it further than I was able to. Anyway, okay, blah blah blah. So dance recital is this coming weekend, so we're talking mid June, and I'm not a dance mom, so none of this excites me. I don't. I I mean, it's going to be fabulous, but Mark is leaving for India, his first real like work travel after COVID. Mm-hmm. He's gone all week. They have rehearsal 4.30 to 7 p.m. Tuesday and Wednesday. Dress rehearsal from 4.30 to 7 on Friday night and then the actual recital on Sunday. Mm. In essence, my entire week is going to be um, doing this stuff. Mm. It'll be cute. It's just a lot of details like the the hair, the lipstick, the, the this. The, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just not. I play I hockey like I'm way out of my element here like I am just I thought I was a good girl mom but when it comes to doing hair and doing recitals apparently not um and without getting into too much detail just I there was a, a gap in my front desk position at work um it was some that I knew about some that I didn't know about and basically I've been covering doing my job and the front desk slash referrals job since April 19th so a month, basically. And I mean, our department is getting 200 to 250 referrals a month. I am just, you know, so I'm answering calls, calling back patients, seeing my own patients, you know, being, you know, managing the department. It's just been a lot. So my new admin um, is going to be here by the time this podcast comes out. So that's awesome. Good. And then super random, but a couple people have asked, they're like, I thought you were putting your dog down. And I'm yeah, like, jumping I did topics here. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you would text me. You, I, I think you were like, you didn't know what to say. You were like, I feel like I just saw her on Insta story and I feel like she's supposed to be in heaven. And I'm like, yep, she kind of rallied. So we had scheduled her to be put down. And just for reference, she is already hard of hearing. And then she started having an eye issue and her left eye is visibly something is going on. We've taken her to the vet twice. It's a very traumatic hour of like poking, prodding. Did you know you could take pressures of the eyeball? Yeah. I mean, it's not fun. And she's old. She's going to be 11 uh, on June 16th. We just don't want to subject her to this anymore. We went to great lengths for our last bulldog to the tune of way too much money and heartbreak, driving her all over the state of Michigan for her cardiologist. And it bought her very little time, a whole lot of pain, and it, everybody suffered in the process. I think as as pet owners, and you now know this, Gina, like you just kind of know your pet and and what what's, what's an appropriate measure and what's a, a bit too much. So anyway, we had just said, 
you know, we weren't going to great lengths. We we just wanted to keep her comfortable. So I called the vet back and I said, look, she's kind of rallied some like because she was bumping into walls and running into things. And she was anxious at night. Like she just couldn't get comfortable because she couldn't see. She couldn't hear. I mean, it was just it was painful to watch. And um, and then she kind of rallied a bit. I think she can see a little bit now. Um, and so we have her on what I'm calling hospice care, which is like um, just pain pills for when she needs them. We've got some anxiety medications. And then she's got some drops that we're doing. So okay. Harley is still around for now. We actually think that she's going to see that uh, 11th birthday. Uh, but yeah, everybody's been so great thinking about her. And it's given the girls some time to really um, spend time, you know, just just to kind of process a bit. That's that's a hard one for kids. Yeah. Um, and it's good weather for her, too. I mean, this we it's Harley is a bulldog. She was a gift to us actually from our vet because she needed a new home. She was going into a a, a family that didn't have time for her anymore. But the girl's favorite thing to do is nap in the driveway. And summer hasn't like full blown, full blown gotten too hot for her yet. So she is just living her best life of napping in the driveway. Um, And aside from all of that, she, she because this is an exhausting life of her napping in the driveway, it, we don't feel too bad putting her in the house for nap time, <laughs> like actual nap time, uh, so that we can go enjoy summer. Boating, swimming, all of that is in full swing for us. And the kids really seem to be enjoying boating this year. So been really fun. And you guys are kicking off summer too, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, hold on real quick. So they take your eye pressure when you go to the eye doctor, correct? Because they, they oh. do this with humans as well for they, when they test for glaucoma. Mm. Yeah, they put you're those, right. I want to say they like put numbing drops in and they it's that like puff of air and yeah. I, I hate it. So they don't and, do the puff anymore, at least in my op- ophthalmologist. So they do this thing where this little this little stick comes out and like barely touches your eye. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm, there's obviously a name for it. I have no idea what yeah. it is. It's not a puff, but it's, it's almost worse, honestly, in my opinion. And I couldn't even do it the last time because I kept shutting my eyes. They like had yeah. to do it three times till they finally barely got it. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm barely 40 years old. I don't think I have glaucoma. I'm fine. But I think they still have to do it. But anyway, doesn't matter. I just oh, wanted interesting. to. Interesting. This looks more like a temperature, a thermometer that you would use for your forehead. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they hold it onto her eyeball, which her eye is yes. already in pain. And then they're like, don't blink, don't move. It's a yes. dog. So That's she's what they do. all over the place. And they have to hold it there for like five seconds. I'm like, good freaking luck. I mean, yes. and then they just do it again and again and again. And they're just like torturing the dog. I, I just said, Mark, I can't take her back to the vet for an hour of torture. Like she's, she doesn't deserve that. I mean, it's, I know they're just trying to help and do their job, but at some point enough is enough, right? But that's so. what they did to me. That's, you, you explained it exactly. Yes. It's this thing that looks like a thermometer that you would put on your forehead and they have you open your eyes wide and they say, don't blink. And if you even, if you even flinch a tad, they have to redo it, but they do it like five times and I couldn't get, I couldn't do it. I kept like pulling back. I hate it. And so they had to do it to me about three times. Mm. Actually, someone else had to come in and try to do it. I'm pathetic. I, I'm just like your dog. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Well, yeah, not my favorite thing. You have rational brain skills that dogs don't and communication skills. Oh, I don't know, but I feel less bad for you than a dog. But I understand. <laughs> yeah, I no, hated no, the I puff. totally get when it. When it was the puff, I was like, I can't do the puff. Just continue. Oh, I'll take, the I'll, I'll take over this thing. Oh, interesting. It's okay. This, it, it's this little thing that like comes out and barely touches your eye. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what if it comes out too far? And it, and it you know, it stabs my eye. I, I have all these things going through my head. It's ridiculous. Anyway, 
I find <laughs> the irony in this that we both do Botox. We're like, you can come at my face with that needle, but you better watch out for my eye with that. Okay, but ring. if there was eye Botox, I'd never do it. I get a needle is. in your eye. What? It's, well, it's not eye Botox, but yeah, for like diabetic retinopathy <gasps> and other things, no. I'm sure. Yeah, you get injections in your eye. No, no. I swear I, whole, to God. I it, it, like, yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess if I had retinopathy, maybe I would. But anyway, okay. Moving on. Well, so, yes. this episode is starting very <laughs> random. Talk about <laughs> random. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, my voice, I my allergies are still horrible. I think last time I said it was ragweed. <laughs> And I thought about it. I know it's not ragweed, people. I have a ragweed allergy, but also a really bad pollen allergy. And then also this stuff that's flying through the air, the cottonwood, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Horrible. So I, my head is throbbing. Like every time I even spend any time outside, I just feel miserable. Anyway, we've had lots of pull time lately. Um, so it's the sun that drains me and then also the pollen and the cottonwood. It's just everything. So I can't be outside for too, too long. But we've been outside most of the weekend. So I'm... I'm feeling it, but of course it was worth it. I'd much rather be outside than inside in the summer. Uh, Cameron got fitted for glasses recently. He looks adorable. Mm. I'm going to have to, I will, I will be honest. I have to really have to hold myself back from laughing and not because I'm <laughs> laughing like, ha ha, you look so silly. It's just, that is, that is how I, Nick, Nick is so annoyed by me. I, I guess when I feel awkward, I laugh and sometimes like my aunt might just, automatic response to most things is laughing. I just laugh and it's people get offended by it. I realize that my daughter included. I don't know. So he put them on. I just started laughing and he was so offended. I'm like, I'm not laughing at you. I just, it's, it's the, you look adorable. I don't know. I just have this automatic laugh. It's bad. I need to work on it. But anyway, he looks so, so cute. They're going to be blue. They're kind of like the, um, the ones that bend, Mm -hmm. which is obviously he's going to be in kindergarten. He's a boy. He's, he's wild. And uh, so I'm really glad that we got those, but I just can't wait to see him actually in his glasses that are his and, and we'll get that all set and hopefully taken care of. Uh, next weekend, we're hang- heading to Kings Island, which is in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is south of here and very excited about that. We're going to do a long weekend there and then go to the aquarium in Cincinnati. So I'm looking forward to that. Otherwise, just, you know, chilling out and enjoying life. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we begin, just a quick favor to ask, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they really help us reach more people. So of course we'd appreciate it. All right. So every once in a while, we dedicate an entire just episode to just basically shooting the, you know, (laughs) S-H-I-T and we call it our five random things episodes. And I think we've done this now. This is our third time. Uh, so yeah, we just talk about five random things that have just popped in our head recently that we want to chat about. And I just think it's so much fun when you first said it, Nicole, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was weird. Um, but I'm kind of <laughs> loving this. <laughs> so funny. I did. I thought it was strange, but Hey, people are loving it and, and I'm enjoying it too. So why don't you get us started with your first random thing? All right. I didn't have a fifth, but you just made me think of one. Mm. You know, I've been blogging forever and ever and ever. Actually, June will be 13 years. And I know it's at some point I I sit down. I enjoy blogging still. But the hard part is sitting down and coming up with the content. And when I say the content, it's everything but the recipe, right? The recipe, the pictures, that part is there's no brain power there, right? It's just it it is what it is. But coming up with my my Format is basically like two very short paragraphs between 
Um, so it's six total like paragraphs, which when I say paragraph, it's probably three sentences max. Um, and it's generally something related to the recipe if possible. Otherwise, I struggle. And it's funny because this five random things podcast notion came from my blog when I started doing a family Friday update. And I used to do it every Friday, but now I mean, with kids, it's kind of like rinse repeat a lot. So I don't know how much people, but the reason I thought it might be successful with the podcast, this five random things is because my family Friday post has by far better engagement on my blog than anything I would ever post. I'm like, do you people even care about the food? Like, (laughs) I, it's just it's so interesting to me that, that people engage more with hey these are the books I'm reading and these are the anyway so I, I mean they love it yeah the internet is creepy in that you I mean we can see exactly where our listeners are tuning in from the platform that they're tuning in from what you know what episodes are trending just the level of insight that you can get into all these things so we know what episodes you guys like and what you don't We we know you're kind. We know. So that's random, but that's that's where this came from. Was my family Friday post? I mean, hey, it was it was a great idea. Uh, And I and I actually, truth be told, I think I've told you this before. I think when we first started podcasting, both of our moms were like, "You can do away with that introduction that you always do. (laughs) Just get into the you know the the topic of the day." And we both thought. I mean, for me, at least when I listen to other podcasts, I, I kind of enjoy hearing about their life and what's going on, even though I have no, I don't know them. I just like to hear just what other families are doing and what they're up to. So I was like, I think that's just two women who are in their sixties and not the the actual people who are listening to our podcast, most of them at least. Uh, So I think that most of them would not agree with our moms, but yeah. And selfishly, it's our podcast. And you're my friend and I want to hear what's going on in your, in your life. Because we don't talk a whole lot outside of the mm-hmm. show. I mean, we do, but not not a ton. When we get on, we'll start talking yeah. and then we're like, okay, let's save it for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because exactly. we could. I mean, we could easily talk and talk and talk, but that's what we want to do on the first, you know, 10 or so minutes of the pod. Yeah. All right. So random. last time so. we had this <laughs> random one. Yeah. I said that I was considering, not really, but I really had this desire to become a server. I don't know, just not full-time, but just maybe part-time, make some extra cash. And I just really liked being a server when I was, when I was younger, of course. Obviously, I was, I was, when I was younger, I probably had more energy and obviously I didn't have any kids. But anyway, that kind of, that idea went to the wayside. I've got a new idea with this whole formula shortage thing. I've really just... I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've got two breasts that made an ungodly amount of milk. Why, why, what if I just start pumping again and take, taking the milk thistle or whatever it is that you take? I don't know if that, don't quote me on that to, you know, help you lactate and, and, and connect a, a pump to my breast and start making, making breast milk. I don't know. This, this came to me. And here's the thing, Nicole, as crazy as this sounds, first of all, I can make some money. Second of all, I could, help someone or several people. Third, it would decrease my risk for breast cancer because the longer you breastfeed, the lower your breast cancer risk is. And you know how I'm kind of obsessed with (laughs) reducing my risk for breast cancer. And then fourth, of course, my boobs would look nice, but I mean, that's just a bonus. (laughs) So I don't know. Is this crazy? Okay. This is such a dumb question, but wouldn't you need some type of a hormone? So I think, I don't think you need a hormone per se. From what I'm aware of, from what I've heard, and I did actually 
believe it or not, reach out to my lactation consultant. And she said, I would have to take some over-the-counter things and like some prescription stuff. So, and she says that does get a little bit expensive. So my guess is you're probably right. There is probably a hormone. I didn't ask her specifically what it would be. I think there's some supplements I would take and have to make sure they're reputable supplements. I'm not going to put, you know, random stuff in my body. Um, I bet so yes, you it probably make would make as be much having like the pregnancy is to me, I don't know. I would think that it's just like a big hormone cycle, like getting but pregnant, he, that build and then the drop I, and. I agree, I but know. then, yeah, but then once the baby's out, you know, the yeah. hormones, your pregnancy hormones are gone, right? Yeah. So that was kind of what I would be replicating. Just I have the never postpartum. thought about this aside from like pregnancy. I know. And I, and I know it sounds crazy. Nick, Nick thinks I'm crazy, but truthfully, if this, I mean, the, here's the thing, this is going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Did you, I mean, there was a, there was um, an episode of, um, oh my gosh, what is the podcast called? You listen to it. It's the daily. Mm-hmm. And they were talking all about the, the formula shortage and kind of what, what caused it. And it was actually a bacteria that they found in formula. This was actually years ago, but the FDA was behind on actually doing uh, their, um, like their testing in the different formula factories. Anyway, long story short. It was that I didn't realize that that was the reason for the for the shortage that it was actually like a food safety issue. I didn't. So know in my mind, it might happen again. I don't know. So I'm just thinking maybe I should maybe I should be ready. Ah, this is a crazy thought. I do realize that, but it's it's been in the back of my mind, and there is just the small part of me that's like, okay, if things go haywire with my job, and I decide that I'm just gonna go on my own with my business, maybe I could you know pump breast milk on the side. Hey. <laughs> okay. You know, crazier things have been said, Gina. Right? I, thank you. I think so too. All right. Next. All right. This is just a really random, but Mark makes fun of me in terms of my brand loyalty, specifically with ranch. I am a Hidden Valley ranch through and through. Like mm. nothing else will do. Maybe homemade, um, but off the shelf, he will just grab whatever's cheap. No, 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 no. Mm. Like Aldi ranch no it's not even close to what hidden valley is don't care what's in it it's the best and then i realized i'm also brand loyal with q-tips because if you i i know that it's probably i know it's not good for my ears like you're not supposed to use q-tips i got i don't know but you're not supposed to put them deep in your ear okay it's just Um, around the surface yeah like I'm a, I'm a tweener probably, but if I take a shower and I don't use a Q-tip, it's like, did I even shower? I mean, it doesn't feel complete. Really? That's yeah. how Nick is. That's how Nick is exactly. And he's also brand loyal. They, yeah. It has to be Q-tip brand. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really brand loyal about much, but those two things I'm, I'm ride or die. <laughs> um, when, when Nick and I were first dating, I was trying to think of the word for Q-tips. <laughs> We were, I don't know what we were. I was like, those you know, those, with the fuzzy I, said, things like, the I called them ear twigs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll always call them ear twigs. They're always ear twigs to me. Oh, that's cute. I never use ear twigs. I don't know. They're just not my, not my thing. I, I'll use them dirty? to get, I don't think so. I mean, I'll, I don't know. I, I don't, I guess I never see the inside of my ears, but yeah, I, I never use them. Huh, Nick okay. does all the time. That's just not my thing. Um, Okay. Speaking of the, you know, just kind of hygiene uh, topic, adult acne. I am so over zits. When do they end? Do you get zits still, Nicole? I 
don't. Um, but man, as a kid, I sure did. So I have a friend who is taking spiralactone, which is a mm. blood pressure medication. Uh, I'm not sure if she's having oh. as much luck with it as she would hope. Um, Wait a second. Spiralactone is a blood pressure medicine that also reduces your acne. Yeah. Is it for blood pressure or for acne? Uh, if you look up the indications, it has both. Interesting. I did not. I've always heard of it as being an acne medicine. That's pretty powerful. Hmm. Right? Yeah, but I feel like I'm going to have to Google it now. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. I'm I know that on my computer of- that doesn't have a working keyboard. That's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> I can look it up when you're talking about the next one. So here's the thing. It's not that bad. Okay. If you looked at my face, you'd probably be like, Gina, you're being ridiculous. It's, if it was bad enough where, I mean, I would, I would be all about taking a medication when I was younger. I, I was on a tetracycline, I believe. Is that, a, is that birth control? I can't remember. I was on the one where you couldn't, you, you had to be very careful about how much calcium you drank and like being in the sun. I mean, I had pretty, I wouldn't say it was all over my face, but right same place where it is now. It's right on my chin. It's like right about around my mouth and my chin area. Very rarely do I get zits anywhere else, but it just, ugh. It's just that it never goes away. So when I was on birth control, it was, I mean, my skin was glowing. But then ever since I've stopped taking birth control, it's just, it's, it's again, not horrible, but right around my period without fail, I get like three or four zits and it just, uh, it just irks me. I'm just ready. I'm ready to not have it anymore. And, and actually I'm, I'm starting to realize that that might not ever happen. Uh, as far as my routine is concerned, I mean, I clean my face regularly. I don't over scrub or anything like that. Um, I use, you know, moisturizer. I also use vitamin A retinol cream on my face every day. It's gotten better, I would say. I also have like a spot treatment zit cream, two of them that I've gotten from my dermatologist. So I would say it has gotten better, but I just, I'm ready for them to just go away. Or even just one, one per cycle would be nice. Just one. (laughs) You have every period related terrible symptom, side effect, whatever, complication. No, it could be worse. I don't have PPMD. I don't have PPMD. I do not get the mood swings. I do not. So it could be worse. Like I get the the sore breasts. I get the the zits. Um, what else have I, I said? I can't sleep. I, get, like I you, can't sleep. Yes. I mean, there's like true. a lot. I, mean, I feel like every episode, there's like a new <laughs> symptom or side effect of your cycle that you, and I think I'm saying the drug wrong, but it's spironolactone, lactose, also aldactone. L- L- and it says primarily used to treat fluid buildup due to heart failure, liver scarring, or kidney disease. It's also used in the treatment of high blood pressure, low potassium that does not improve with supplementation, early puberty in boys, acne and excessive hair growth in women, and as a part of transgender hormone therapy mm. in trans feminine people. Wow. <laughs> Jack yeah, of all I trades mean, there. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. No. I, maybe I just complain a lot, but here I will, I will say this though. I am, I would take all of my symptoms over, over the emotional toll that a lot of people experience for, with PMS, because I do not have that. My emotions are pretty even keel during that time. So at least I, maybe if you ask Nick, he would disagree, but I feel as though I don't, I don't um, experience any of that. And my melatonin helps with my sleep it really, really well. So that's not even really an issue anymore. But the zits, oh, really, really work me. Okay. That's it. What's next? Okay. I previously, I think I shared, I could, 
<laughs> joke. I, I can't cook rice. I have gotten better and also super random. I have just resorted to using basmati rice because that is a rice that I can actually cook. I don't know why, but something about the longer grain um, or the type of rice or whatever it is, but sticky rice, I can't do it. I just whole grain rice, any yeah, it's it's tough. Um, basmati I seem to do. So now I've replaced my ineptitude with rice with asparagus. I bought the most beautiful asparagus and jacked it up. I I mean, it was like mushy. It's so gross. I need our listeners to tell me how to cook freaking asparagus. And I would like, um, I would like some very specific instructions because some asparagus is very thin and some is really like beefy, right? And okay, the I beefy need- is gross. The beefy, ah, get, get rid of the beefy. I disagree. That is my- mm. I disagree. Some, good asparagus um, the, the, yeah, it just has to be cooked right. You got to get w- rid of the woody ends. Um, but this was like thick asparagus that I, some, it, it was, it like melted on the grill. Like after the like stringy outside was kind of, it, it was just, it was mush. I was like, Mark's like, what did you do to this? I'm like, I know I suck. Like I I've written cookbooks and I can't freaking grill asparagus. Like what is going on? Okay. What kind of pan are you using? Pan. Maybe oh. that's my problem. What do you use? What, how are you cooking it? I roast it or I grill it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, well, I, that's fine. I think those are fine. Roasting that's or grilling. That's not I a good my, sound. I'm like, I'm no, feeling no, no. judged I I, by those sounds. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say I boil it because it's just oh, like mushy. I don't no. know. I feel like, I know that's disgusting. Um, I use my grill pan for asparagus. Okay. I, I know you have a grill pan and I just... I, I put a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, done. And I put it on the grill pan, oh, maybe wow. like, okay, I can't be, I can't be completely certain, but I want to say like, I will flip it four times. That sounds ridiculous, but it's kind of a circle, right? In about two or three minutes per, per side. Okay. That is not, that is not a science. Don't write this down people. But I, I that's what I feel like I do huh. until it's kind of a little bit charred, not, you know, burned but just a, a slight char a slight grill mark i think i right? like al dente asparagus mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. i agree i agree so why do i cook the crap out of it i, I, don't, I know. don't know i'm gonna work on it it's it's coming out of season now of course but i'm gonna work on it don't you have an asparagus recipe on your first cookbook i feel like i can picture the pic i can mm-hmm. picture the cookbook picture mm-hmm. and it was on like a piece of cod or something what am i what am i thinking of yeah sounds familiar i mean it's been so long it's like Half my lifetime ago, a long time ago. Um, it doesn't matter. But I, I I know that you have something asparagus. So you've done previously better at this. Yes, actually, Mm -hmm. I I feel like my skills are (laughs) because my kids don't cook, eat anything. So I've stopped cooking. I give up. Like I'm, I'm just done. I'm on. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I'm on a kitchen. (laughs) No offense, but I feel like your kids eat everything, and I'm like, I am going through something like that too with my kids, where they won't eat anything, and I'm just, I'm over it. (laughs) I just cook dinner for myself these days. I'm like, "Hmm, Nicole, what sounds good? Okay, Mark yeah. probably will like that. And I, I, I'm, okay, that's a topic for a whole nother day. But I throw in the yeah. towel. I'm just like, yes. whatever, you're going to live. It's fine. <laughs> the moral of the story is like, that is, that is kids. Like that, is, and that's completely normal and fine. Um, you know, I, I think I, I went through a stage like that. I think both, all of our kids right now are in a stage and they will get out of it at some point, but we have to give them time and space to do so. <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm struggling with that as well. Okay, mm-hmm. good. We have, a, right. we have a support group here as well. <laughs> speaking of kids mm. I am uh, I've, I've talked about Paige on the podcast before love her dearly she has been diagnosed with separation anxiety 
this was a while, a while ago. So I, and I've already known this about her. We brought her to a counselor a couple of years ago. And that was one of the first things that the counselor said was that she has separation anxiety, which I could have probably already told you. Uh, I'm just waiting for it to get better. And it has, but not enough. And I just want listeners out there who have a child with separation anxiety to really reach out to me and tell me, just give me any tips that you, that you have. Here's my, my situation. I don't have separation anxiety, so I cannot empathize with her. It is very hard for me. And let me just put this in, into perspective. We were at a friend's house this weekend on Friday and there were tons of kids and she just kind of freezes because there's just so, not only that, but she's just overwhelmed by all the kids. And I know she so badly wants to play with them all, but she just can't. And then she just can't separate from me and Nick. So she kind of just hangs out with us the whole time. And Nicole, it, it shouldn't drive me nuts. I should be a calm and accepting mother, but it is really hard for me to be that mom. It is. I will admit it right here. Um, I don't know what to do. And I just every year hope it gets better. And it's just, it's improved slightly. But I'm just, I don't know. I, she's going to be in second grade. When will it, I don't want to say when will it go away because I don't think it ever will. Does she have play date, like drop off play days? I, we, I know you said at one point, not really, but what about like birthday parties? So we haven't had any drop off birthday parties yet, but I know, I know. Well, she doesn't, honestly, we haven't had many birthday parties at all this year. I think we've been to like three. Doesn't Columbus know that COVID's over? Come on. I know. It is. <laughs> I don't know if it's because no one is inviting her, but I, I don't I don't think none of her friends really had birthday parties this year or they were just having smaller ones and maybe she just didn't get invited. Um, but none that have been drop off and and we go. Usually the parents still stay, but she has been to people's houses and I drop her off. Like actually just today I did that. So that's good. That is huge, actually huge. It's really just when we have friends over, we went to the pool today and we had, and we were with friends and she just sat by me the whole time. And I just want to be oh. like, please go. And everyone always says, but Gina, you're going to miss it when she doesn't want to be around you anymore. And, and Nicole, I'll tell you right now, I don't think I will. I am so ready for it. I am at this point I, for her. It's not just for me. Like I'm ready for it for her. You know, just for her to just get over it. I know that she's not going to just get over it. This is this is her. Uh, but it's tough. I just need I need some support and tips and guidance. So if anyone out there has experienced the same thing, I would love to know uh, how, how you made it easier on yourself and how you helped your kids sort of through those situations. I, I, I am going to be actually seeing her tomorrow with her counselor. And I'm going to sort of kind of go over some different tips with her counselor as well tomorrow. So that will be helpful. But it's been rough this summer. I mean, it's, it's been fine. It's been fine. But it's just, I was thinking this is the summer where things are going to be better and they haven't been. So far, we're in like week two. Yeah. Summer's young. <laughs> so, yes, I know. Summer's young. On that. Well, I'll let you know what, what the counselor says, if there's any tips that, I, that I'd like to share on the podcast. But you're right. As somebody that you you just can't empathize. Like I always said, that's why I would make a terrible dietitian for any type of eating disorder. Like I I don't resonate with that at all. I'd be like, wow. Well, when you just can't get there mm -hmm. in any way. I mean, it's 
that's an extreme case. But like, like you said, I mean, that you don't have any type of separation anxiety. It's just so hard to understand the why and just the rationale. And it's obviously very real for Paige. And she's certainly not the only one, my goodness. But it's it's just like where to begin. Like, yes. Where do you start yes. to kind of peel back those onion layers with her? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not a good support system for her. I'm not, What I'm doing now isn't isn't good and it isn't, it isn't right. So I need someone to tell me exactly what to do, honestly, mm-hmm. how to handle those situations. She asked me to go, we were at the pool and there's a lazy river and we were with all these other kids that we're friends with. And I was like, she wanted me to go to the lazy river with her. And I, I said, no, go with your friends. And she got so mad. She got out of the pool and that wasn't the right response. I should have just gone with her or should I have? I don't know. Would mm-hmm. that be, I don't know. Is that the right thing to do to sort of not help her, you know, open up, spread her wings. I don't know. I don't know. Forcing her to do something she's uncomfortable with. Would that be the right thing? Probably not. But I didn't want to go on the lazy river. (laughs) That's the (laughs) bottom line. I didn't want to go at all. So hang in there. I bet somebody will have some advice. I hope my microphone tipped over. Uh, All right. On a much lighter note, uh, because we're all over the place. We talked about our moms a little bit. And I recently did some shopping on Amazon, shocker. Mm, And I I ordered a dress. Well, I saw, I've gotten burned on those Facebook ads a couple times where, you know, your stuff either never never shows up, it shows up and it's like the lowest quality, like you you can can like see through it, it's like a tissue paper. Um, And then you go to contact the place and they're like, oh, the business is suddenly gone. And, you know, it's, it's like some crazy phone number that just picks up and hangs up. Anyway, total scam. So I started Googling on Amazon the the kind of search terms of this dress that had, you know, teased me on Facebook. And I found this dress and it's on, it's in the dress that I wore on my Instagram that Mark and I did our cooking class for our anniversary in. And mm-hmm. I think it's really pretty. It's like off the shoulder and it's floral. It kind of looks like a tablecloth, but like in a really good way. Mm-hmm. And it's a I've seen it. I love it for me. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, my mom goes, oh, sorry, I should back up. Multiple people who I look to in my life for clothing inspiration were very complimentary of the dress and requested the link. Two, if not three people in my life purchased this dress. Oh. And one of them even sent me a picture. She looks adorable in it. She's like, you have amazing taste. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that never happens to me where I'm wearing the dress that everybody's like, I want to swipe on that. I'm like, oh, I'm like basically an influencer. Kidding. And so then I'm talking to my mom one morning because I talked to her every morning. She goes, oh, Nicole, that dress was so matronly. And I was like, excuse you. I was like, that dress was highly sought after on Prevention RD's Instagram followers. Okay. So you can think whatever you want about this dress, but I'm a big fan. And so we're a bunch of other people. And she goes, I don't know why that thing was not cute. I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh, she is my mom. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what about like sandwich, you know, a compliment, you know, your slander and then a compliment. Like there was, it was, she was just like out with it. She's like, that thing was matronly. I was like, okay, thanks. Cool. Um, oh no, I'm looking at it right now. I, no, I actually think I even respond, wrote a comment and said, I love that dress. It is not matronly. It is so cute. Sorry. Is someone trying to find their phone. <laughs> I'm trying to silence my Apple watch. And in the process, I'm dinging my phone. Oh my gosh, I'm hitting the wrong button. Anyway, that was super random. But I 
the post was, I think I posted on May 24th for anyone and I'll link it if I, it's adorable. Remember. Well, thanks. I, so that's what my mom will do too. And, and, and to be fair, okay. She does actually have really good fashion taste. I freaking hate adorable. to say it. She, she works at this really cute uh, boutique too. So, okay. She knows what she's talking about, but I'll put an outfit on and I'll think it looks pretty cute. And I'll even ask Nick who also has pretty good fashion taste. Uh, I probably have the worst of the three, but I'll think I look good. I'm feeling good. And then she'll come over and she's got to say something about it without fail. Some comment has to be made about it. And even Paige has picked up on this at this point. Like Paige will put out on an outfit. I'm not even kidding. And she'll say Mimi probably won't like it. (laughs) So that's, that's how it is in our house. But uh, yeah, moms, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I mean, I I do want her to be honest, but I mean, there's like, there's no sugar on that coat. I mean, she's just like out with it. Um, I know. know. (laughs) Anyway, we love you, mom. We love (laughs) you. All right. So we got a new pet land. Okay. Do you guys have pet lands in Michigan or is this a, it's a national Is that the puppy store at the mall? Yes. Essentially. It's a pet, it's a pet store. Correct. Yeah. They're a big thing. I think everyone says they're like a big. There's a, a puppy mill. It's like a puppy mill scandal right. place where don't get a dog there. They're all they, they treat them poorly. Blah blah blah. I don't know if there is any validity to that. I have no idea. Does it matter at this point for me? I'm not getting a dog there. Okay. If I get a dog, I'm gonna get a shelter dog. That is just what I prefer. However, we did just get a pet land in one of our strip malls, uh, really close to our house, and I'm. I looked inside. It looked really nice. There were lots of puppies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, let's go in there. They have these little pods. You mm-hmm. pick out a puppy and then you go and you play with the with the dog in this little pod, right? So we're out getting ice cream one night and I'm Nick, Nick's so annoyed. He's like, what are you guys doing? Like, we're going to go look at puppies. Mm-hmm. We pick out this puppy and we bring it into the pod and we're in there for like 20 minutes just playing with this dog. It's almost like, I'm telling you, Nicole, the, the dog smelled like chocolate. Don't ask me what kind of dog it was. I have no idea. I didn't want to get too invested in the dog. I, I, I cannot even even tell you dog breeds anymore. I've, it was probably a mix of some type of a poodle. I swear, every dog now is a poo something. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> they are all yeah, they poodle, are. doodle yeah. something. So anyway, we're playing with this dog. He's adorable. He is the cutest little thing. And I swear he smelled like chocolate. He smelled like a Hershey kiss. <laughs> like they'd sprayed Hershey kiss something on him so that people would want him. <laughs> So I'm not even kidding. I think they did. So we take him out. Finally, we finally were finished playing with this dog. And I said, okay, so how much does a dog like this run? What is your guess? Okay. Again, I don't know the breed. Okay. You, you got it in front of you. Yeah. Would you have ever guessed? I, I couldn't believe when she told me $5,000. Mm-hmm. What? Is yeah. that, this is, this is normal. I, I was not aware of this. I was not I, I guess I could, I, I know that my, my brother uh, bought a dog from a breeder and he paid like three grand. And I, I thought I was like, okay, that, but $5,000, I mean, or just a random I think pet all land of dog. A lot. I don't know. Right. You think what's a lot? I think all of it's a lot. Yeah. My sister-in-law and her wife are like the best human beings on earth and they volunteer so much time for their local animal shelters, not only time, but money. And they foster, I don't even know, I can't, they have a separate Instagram account that they post like all these adorable things, like just luring people to adopt shelters from shelters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And they're also incredible dog owners in that they have a dog that is she's a she's a bit particular. Um, we love Lucy, but she's she's a bit particular. And it takes the right owner to to own a dog with some peculiarities and and you know, to keep people safe and and everybody happy and and all well. Anyway, yeah, it's just hard. I think that's, you know, as somebody who has purchased both from a breeder and then been gifted a dog. Um, there's there's differences in in raising a dog from puppyhood. And that doesn't mean you need to go to a breeder, but um just knowing the dog from kind of, you know, the early days onward is is meaningful. I mean, I just look back and our dog had had nothing to do with the fact that she was from a breeder, but that was like our baby. Like we didn't have kids right away. Like by choice we didn't have kids. Um right. and at that point in our life, sorry to clarify. But you know, that dog was like our everything. Um mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, people are, they don't want, they want the hypoallergenic and they don't want shedders. And they, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it, it is a dog. Like it's going to shed and stink and need baths. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't yes. know. Yeah. A lot of work. They still regardless. poop. They still pee. Yeah. They're going to bite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting. I just couldn't believe it. I was, my jaw just like it dropped to the floor. I Did you ever find out what it. kind of, so it's a, it was a poodle something, but you don't know. No, it wasn't a poodle. I, I can't even, I didn't even ask. There were so many dogs. I was overwhelmed. I'm like, we want that one. Yeah. They gave it to us. I didn't even ask what kind of dog it was. It was adorable. Um, shaggy hair, kind yeah. of light brown with, with in black. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you what kind, it was it almost reminded me of my parents' what the same type of hair as my parents' wire-haired dachshund. It was not a dachshund, uh, but I, I don't even know what kind of dog it was. I don't think it was any type of a poodle, though. I feel like most of the poodle um, combination dogs uh, have like a curlier hair, mm-hmm. sort of matted, and, and usually it's kind of blonde. From what I've seen, I don't know if that's always true, but that's not what this was at all. But he didn't seem to, um, his, his, his hair was very, very soft, very soft, like silky. Uh, but yes. Yeah, but he's very, very make it new. He's going to be know. an old man someday. True. I mean. True. My dog true, like true, moves true. and she farts. She's like, oh, she's like, she doesn't even know what happened. Like, <laughs> she's, she's like, her nose works real good. And she's probably like, wow, that thing stinks. Like, she probably looks at me like he came from me. I'm like, uh-uh, girlfriend, all you. Oh my she, gosh, our cat farts a lot. And it's. Cats it, fart? I, Cats fart. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, you don't hear it, but you can smell it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all animals fart. You you have to fart, right? I mean, you you gotta let that gas out somehow, right? I I don't know that I would spend five dollar five thousand on a dog. I, I I know I wouldn't, but I also spend money on things that people think is crazy. Uh, Botox, for like example. The next one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Gina. Okay. So my last random <laughs> yep. is just a question. Like, why don't people get family photos more often? Yeah. Okay. My family hates it. Or couple photos or shoots with your dog. Or like I mm. and and this is this is a hundred percent just me, but I love pictures. Like when we were planning our wedding, regretfully we didn't have a videographer, but that's because I was so invested in our photographer and we he was expensive. I love photos. I cherish photos. And so for me, every September, it's like ritual that we go to the beach with the same amazing woman, which by the way, is one of the people that bought the dress, the matronly dress. Yes. <laughs> oh, she has an eye. She has she an eye for things that look good. Does. Oh my gosh. She's just a hoot. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a small investment. Now I don't, I mean, pr- 
photos, you can just, I mean, they go up and up and up and up and up. Right. I'm not talking thousands of dollars on photos here. Like, Mm -hmm. but to me, it is so worth, especially since kids, when they're young, they change so fast. And I don't know how your kids look in their school photos, but mine have like, Piper has like the goofiest smile all the time. I like those candids of just like them running at the beach and oh my, I just cherish those photos. So I, I guess I wish other people did it more. People will say things to me like, oh, didn't you guys just have family photos? I was like, it was a year ago. I mean, okay, so wait. Why do you wish people did it more so it wouldn't make you feel like you were ridiculous? No. Well, because, <laughs> what, what is the reason like, for wishing other people did it more? I don't. There's something different about having a professional photo taken and yeah. also printed or made into an album or something like mm-hmm. that versus just having eight bazillion random photos that you don't delete, like the outtakes on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the same. Plus, okay. you're not in the picture. Mm, true. I, I will give you that. Yes. A few things. One, I think that they're expensive, but you're right. I mean, I, we, you can absolutely you can find, find for someone. Bucks. Yes, you, you definitely can. My other thought is, I think that you are so set on doing it yearly because you sort of have to, because of your blog, you can't deny that, right? My blog? No. Because you're always updating your family photo on your blog. No. You don't think why. that's any motivation for you? No. Okay. Okay. Because my favorite headshot is actually the one that we had taken here like three or four years ago for the podcast. But you always update that family photo that you have on the front. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Once a year, I don't know. But don't you think that's that's where it got started? No. That's not where it started? Okay, okay. I I am not a family photo person at all. My family hates it. I'm like, I would much rather just get a candid organic photo on a vacation. I mean, just having my mom take it or something. I, Although she's terrible. Camera, uh, picture taker like my favorite photo from the last year is of us on the beach when the sun is shining in our face and we don't have our sunglasses on and we're all covering our eyes because we're blind uh and we're all laughing that to me is is great instead of being in a, a specially picked outfit and posing it is not my thing i think that when people do it it's great they look good i have no desire to do that more than like once every five years <laughs> i love it and I do enjoy doing it. Like when we did that last year, I thought that was so much fun. But again, I was thinking, okay, well, this is for our podcast. And- we need a redo. Your family, my yeah. family, we're a hot mess. Like our outfits are all over the place. Like you and I tried to match it. Then we've totally forgot about these six other people in our lives. And then we added them and I was like, oh God. I was like, <laughs> but remember, didn't I have an outfit picked out for Paige and she refused to wear it? I mean, the dress she's wearing, I mean, it looks cute, but I'm like, yeah, that is not. But what was I going to do? Force her to, that's another thing. My kids won't, Maybe your kids are better at listening. They probably are. My kids, especially at that point, would not. Like, I'm not going to wear that. Like, this is what I want to wear. She, Paige will never wear what I ask her to wear, ever. Yeah. She has her own mind and she will not budge from her decision. Yeah. Which I respect, even though it's annoying. <laughs> I hear you. Well. But if I, if I picked out an outfit for her, I mean, she would have to pick it out. If, if she was in charge of picking it out, absolutely, she would wear it, but. So Paige yeah. will and Cameron too. You get some really good shots of them though. Mm, they have yeah. good smiles. Piper smiles like, like the girl cannot <laughs> smile. She, she looks like she's going to bite me. Like, I mean, she's so I, I don't know. I got to pay somebody. Oh I love it anyway. Mm. All right. But the, so when she smiles for a photographer, it, it looks decent. Yeah, I mean, it always does. Laughing. I know that, but it's, it's generally oh. not posed. Yeah. We do oh. get some posy shots, but like my favorite ones are them like just throwing water at each other in the lake. Like they end up literally in their clothes in the lake. It's yeah. so much fun. Like, I think it's the memories too. It's like, it is truly like 
We always do it middle end of September, kind of between the two girls' birthdays. And Mark's like, what about my birthday? Don't I count? I don't want to do this around my birthday. I'm like, yeah, you don't, you're, you're old. You don't, you don't get what you want on your birthday. Uh, it's never on his birthday, but yeah, it's just like, it's good memories. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your birthday's coming up. Speaking of. Yeah. Next topic. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so my last random topic is that I'm just really excited because I've got three intuitive eating counseling clients right now. And I'm not going to lie, I was, I still do get nervous a little bit just thinking about, I am not so far removed from consulting and personal consultations because I still do it a little bit in my job. But it's been a while since I've really worked with someone one-on-one for a long time you know, week to week, month to month. So I was a little bit, you know, out of out of practice. And so I was nervous uh, when I first started this. I'm not going to lie, but I knew it was like getting on a bicycle. Right when I got, right when I started, I would just, I would be completely fine, smooth sailing. Obviously I'd run into a few bumps on the road, completely normal. But overall, I will say I was nervous, but it is going really, really well. And I have realized, and here's the thing, I wasn't just nervous about doing the consulting again because I hadn't done it in a while. I was nervous because I've never done intuitive eating consulting. Mm -hmm. It is a big change from what I used to do, which is weight loss consulting. I mean, that's what I did for years. And so going from, I mean, it's, it's, it's a literal 180 going from weight loss consulting to intuitive eating consulting. But here's what I've realized as I'm doing this. I've always been an intuitive eating consultant or counselor, I should say. I've always put my spin on weight loss. I've never been one of those dietitians who who focus on deprivation and you can't have this, you have to eat this. So I've always had this intuitive eating bug sort of like nipping at me uh, as I was also teaching weight loss, which I know those those two, it's, it's incongruent, obviously. But I think a big part of my practice in the past has had a little bit of intuitive eating in it, which has been really helpful um, because I would always tell you know clients, you know, I, I guess let's work on your weight loss, but we're not going to do it in, in a restrictive way. Which, of course, as I say that now, you you can't do weight loss without restriction. But what I'm trying to say is, it's made it easier for me that I was never a really big restriction dietitian, and I was always always focused on what can we add to your diet instead of what can we take away. Um, so I just needed to make that just that last little leap. I think, and I've made it and I'm just feeling really good about where I am because I'll find myself talking to people and I'm like, yeah, this is where I feel comfortable. This is, this is me. This is where I feel good. And and that feels really, really good. So, so yeah, feeling good about that. Uh, did you have a fifth? I, I started with, oh, my- you already said, yeah, that's right. That's right. Cool. Yeah. All right. What about mom wins or favorite new products? Um, I've upgraded my cold brew situation and I'll talk more about the device uh, at a later time. But the product that I'm using for the grounds, it which is a coarse ground, is called Busy Organic Cold Brew. I get it on Amazon and I'm just going to link it in the show notes. I am just very happy with... I've started brewing a more concentrated cold brew. So it's it's like a two or three to one with water or milk. And the result is just so good. I'm just very happy with this product. Wasn't it you that was telling us about your new cold brew machine? 
Yeah. So I went from one that has like a cylinder in the middle from Amazon. It just started leaking in the fridge. So I got a kitchen aid one that stays in the fridge and then has like a little spout that you just rotate. Um, It almost looks more like a a tea, like a sun tea thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll just go ahead and link both in the show notes. I'll link it. I'm sorry. I ruined that. Okay. That's okay. Um, But a cold brew, I don't know, contraption thing. And then the, the cold brew organic uh, coffee that goes in it. And I, don't care that it's organic. I mean, I I do because it's coffee, and and that's um. I'm not sure about fair trade and all of that, but I am I am very happy with the product. So, and I appreciate that oh. I can get it on Amazon. Oh yes, of course, makes it easy. Yeah. All right, two things. I've got two things. I know this is crazy. My we had our my cousins over last night, and my cousin's wife brought candied bacon, which I will I won't lie. I wasn't. I was like, oh, okay, candied bacon, kind of random. Oh my gosh, but it was so good. And I, I found a similar recipe to what she made, but it was thick cut bacon with like a maple brown sugar pecan topping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I could not stop eating it. I was basically not hungry by the time we got to dinner. That's how much I ate, but I'll put the, I'll put a link to a very similar recipe in the show notes. And then also I've been kind of looking for a replacement for white wine uh, during the summer, since I don't really drink wine anymore. And I found this, it's a kombucha. I found it at Aldi. It's called Brew Doctor. And unfortunately, I think this is a limited edition flavor. It's called Love Wins. I'm pretty sure that they only have this when, like during Pride, which is going on right now. I could be wrong, but that's my guess. Either way, I would like to try more of the Brew Doctor brand kombucha but it tastes very similar to like kind of a sweet wine, even though it's not very sweet. Uh, and I've been pouring it in, you know, a wine glass with a little bit of ice and it's just really nice to sip on. Uh, very refreshing. And I'm just, it's one of my new faves. It ta- it does kind of taste in a way like a good dry-ish white wine. Mm, okay. Yeah. If you're looking for a white wine replacement, if you're looking to reduce your alcohol intake, I would suggest that. All right, coming up on June 19th, we'll be dishing out an episode completely focused on bragging about our men for Father's Day. <laughs> that should be a doozy. Until then, keep should in touch with episode. us. should be a short episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitian's Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, as always, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone, until next time, be well. And Nicole, talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.